The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever does not enter a sheepfold through the gate, but climbs over elsewhere, is a thief and a robber. But whoever enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice, and as the shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has driven out all his own, he walks ahead of them, and the sheep follow him, because they recognize his voice. But they will not follow a stranger. They'll run away from him because they do not recognize the voice of a stranger. Although Jesus used this figure of speech, the Pharisees did not realize what he was trying to tell them. So Jesus again said, Amen, amen, I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep do not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved, and who will come in and go out and find pasture? A thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. I come so that they may have life and have it more abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Why a gate? I mean, I understand the Lord is the shepherd because we're the sheep, he's the vine, we're the branches. But a gate? So I'm glad you're asking this question, so let me explain. Back in the day of the Bedouins, many, many years ago in the Old Testament, they used to keep the sheep and the lambs inside of the gate during the wintertime. Well, that makes a lot of sense because there's not a lot of food outside of the gate because it's winter. But then the first day of spring, when there's stuff to eat outside, they open the gates. And because in the ancient world they didn't have Super Bowl, they had to have some reason to, to throw a party. So there was this great celebration that it's the freeing of the sheep in the wintertime with the opening up of the gates. And then many years later, the Israelites went to God and said, God, we're, we're stuck here in Egypt. They won't let us out because we're slaves. So God said to the, Egyptian, the Israelites, he says, no problem, I'll just make a gate. So God made a gate, and he opened up the gate and gave them passage, and so it is now the Israelite, the freeing of the Israelites from slavery. But then they didn't get, they didn't get too far, and they found another wall, which is the, the, the Red Sea. And they said to God, he says, God, we're trapped, we can't, we can't pass through because of the Red Sea in front of us, we can't go any further, and then the, the Egyptians are behind us, and they're going to destroy us. And so God said to them, no problem, I'll just build another gate. So he built a gate and he opened the doors and he made passage through the Red Sea and then they were freed again. But then they were stuck in the desert for 40 years and so then the Israelites complained again. He said, now we're stuck here in the desert. And so God said, no problem, I'll make another gate. So he opened up the gate and gave him passage to the promised land. So when Jesus says in the gospel today, 
that I am the gate, it doesn't mean there's the freeing of the lambs in springtime. It doesn't mean the freeing of the Israelites from slavery. It means the freeing of the people from death. Free passage. Let me ask you this question. Why was the stone rolled away from the tomb where Jesus was buried? Why was the stone removed? So that Jesus could get out. No, that's not the reason. Jesus had a resurrected body. He didn't need the, the, the stone moved. He could walk through locked doors. So then why was the stone removed? Not so that Jesus could get out. It's so that we could go in and see. And see what? Let's see that God made a gate with open doors so we have passage from death to life. I have a bright future. I have a lot of possibilities in my future. And uh, one of the possibilities in my future is that I'm finally going to uh, finish school and graduate. When that day happens, I'm going to say to all my friends, read my lips. No more school. No more education. This is as smart as I'm going to be. Another possibility in my future is that they're going to uh, have a cure for baldness. And then someday I'm going to have a big, thick, full head of hair. And another great possibility in my future is that I'm going to be Pope of the Roman Catholic Church. And I'm not changing my name. It's going to be Pope Peter II. And I got lots of great possibilities in my future. But they're just possibilities, and most of them won't happen. But there's going to be one thing that's absolutely going to happen in my future. I am going to die. And it's going to wipe out all the other wonderful possibilities. So when Jesus says that I'm the gate, it means that he changes that one absolute, my future, from death, and he turns it into life. So if you want, if you want God to do that with you, because you only have one absolute in your future, and you want him to change it from death to life, Well, there's a condition. There's a hitch. You've got to heed his word. Because the sheep listen. And they follow him through that open gate. When I was in second grade, God talked to me. He said, Peter, I want you to be a priest and I said, okay. Now, God didn't actually say words where I heard them, nor was it a figment of my imagination because I had too much sugar that day. No, it was real. <laughs> it was real. Because when those words came inside of me, they turned into passion. Passion. 
And you know something? It's still there. God's word never goes away. And he put words inside of every one of you. They turn into passion. Something that you need to do in life. Something that he wants you to do. And if you follow those words, if you follow them, he will lead you always to wonderful, open gates.